Sony has announced shocking movie delays, including Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, Kraven the Hunter, and Madam Web. Barbie and Oppenheimer have a second massive box office weekend. And is Dune Part 2 going to get delayed? Find out in this episode of Movie News. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. And today we have another massive weekend of new releases, some cool announcements, but a lot of movie delays, some bad news for studios. Uh oh, things are not looking good. But let's get into the box office, which was absolutely shocking. So, Barbie and Oppenheimer continue to completely dominate the box office in a way that I've never seen before for two films. So, Barbie in its second weekend made $95 million. Domestic. Domestic. And it's now hit $750 million globally. It's going to pull a billy. Yeah, a billion A easily. Barbie's going to pull a billy. And it's on, it's on about the same pace as Super Mario Brothers hitting a billion. So it looks like Barbie could hit at $1.5 billion. And Oppenheimer had $46 million in its second weekend, which is the... Domestic. Domestic, which is the most for an R-rated film in its second weekend ever. It beat out... Deadpool 2, which was the previous owner of that title of its second weekend of a rated R film. So that's fucking crazy. So it's at, and it's at $400 million global. Globally. And Oppenheimer. It's, and it's closing in on 200 domestics. at 189 domestic right now. A so, rated R World War II drama. Three hours. About the creation of the atom bomb, but mostly about the guy who created the project, Manhattan Project. A, a three-hour movie rated. about scientists talking in rooms. Insane. <laughs> this is crazy. Oppenheimer. This is Nolan. This is cinema <laughs> this is raiders of the lost podcast absolutely bonkers these two movies holy hell holy hell bringing the event experience back to cinemas we haven't felt this since post-covid even no way home wasn't even close to what these two movies are doing together not even close not even not close back-to-back close. -back weekends decimating when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, I'm no, I don't know if you've looked at getting tickets for Oppenheimer and IMAX, but they rough. are sold out for two and a half weeks. They're still just pretty much sold out. You can find seats here and there. It depends on the city, and it depends on what time you go. But if you want to go 70 mil IMAX, if you want good a good seat, luck. if you want a good seat, uh, yeah, you're going to have to wait. 70 mil IMAX, you ain't getting tickets. It's, it's I, I expected Oppenheimer, my projection... For its opening weekend was 45, 50 million. That's what everyone's was. And it's made that on its second weekend, which is insane. And then Domestic. And it, so both of them have just like rare drops. So Bar Barbie only dropped 41%, and then Oppenheimer dropped 44%. 
which that just doesn't happen for movies. It's so rare. Because they're good. Yeah. The word of mouth is absolutely bonkers. I've never seen word of mouth like this for any new releases since it's a phenomenon since minions it's a phenomenon this is big way bigger than minions a phenomenon that studios are going to try to replicate and study forever and they'll never be able to do it because it was organic now there's a new release this week two new releases uh, haunted mansion disney's new uh horror family film which came in with a disappointing 24 million dollar opening weekend this budget was actually uh 60 million dollars higher than oppenheimer's budget so disney put a lot of money into this uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, another flop for the studio for live-action uh, films. Whew. Sound of Freedom came in third place. In fourth place with $13 million. Mission Impossible 7, fifth place with $11 million. And then Talk to Me, the other new release this weekend, came in sixth place with a very respectable $9 million. The A24 film only had a $5 million budget, so that's a very good opening with this rate. With this pace, it will probably make about thirty to thirty-five million domestically. So it's a success for A twenty-four. They needed they needed another hit because they've losing a lot. <laughs> their their last four movies um, have been performing very poorly, and so Talk to Me is a, is an important film for them to continue the year and try to finish the year strong. Keep the lights on. Keep the lights on. It's a pretty good movie too. I enjoyed it. It's the best horror movie of the year so far. But it's not like last year we had four or five top tier horror Bangers, movies this was yeah. an excellent debut it was scary as hell unique i really enjoyed it i recommend checking this out if you can in theaters because i had yeah. a great time watching it yeah i really i really like the film it didn't it was i think a little overhyped it with its reviews and early reactions i was expecting a little bit more but it, it was solid it was an enjoyable horror film but it wasn't the earth-shattering horror movie of the year. It was like The Boogeyman. Yeah. It's very comparable to The Boogeyman in terms of, like, how good it is and quality, but it's really well made, really great script, original idea, and excellent filmmaking. And then uh, Mission Impossible is performing pretty lukewarmly um, the last two weeks. It has just been completely decimated by Barbenheimer, and IMAX actually released that they are probably going to re-release Mission Impossible 7 in IMAX theaters after the four-week run of Oppenheimer. Nice. So if you haven't seen Mission Impossible in IMAX yet, because it was only open for a week there, they are going to put it in IMAX theaters probably at the start of probably in the middle of August. That's interesting because Blue Beetle comes out in August. That means that they know Blue tracking. Beetle is not yeah. going to perform well, so they're just going to put Mission Impossible in there. Yeah. So I'm if, sure Blue Beetle, Beetle will get like a week in IMAX. I'm surprised Blue Beetle. I would. I mean, based on its tracking, I don't. I mean, I expect to get a week in IMAX tops. A week, yeah, a week. like a week. Yeah, like Mission Impossible had. Um, but so we'll see how that goes. But Mission Impossible is performing pretty poorly because of just the insane competition and the word of mouth phenomenon of Barbenheimer. What's its global box office? It's about four hundred million right now. Is it really? Let yeah. me check. Dead Reckoning Part One, box office, Mojo. That's it, right? Yeah, but box box office mojo isn't always up to date. They're pretty accurate. Yeah, so yeah, it has four hundred mil. Four hundred million. Yeah, but so. that doesn't count this weekend. Exactly. But it will. I mean, it will still can continue to have legs overseas. Yeah, it will do well. It will end up probably with six hundred in total when all is said and done. Man, I don't think anyone could have predicted what Barbenheimer <laughs> created because even Tom Cruise, he's having trouble. I mean, it's still a very successful movie. Yeah. But I mean, that budget was two hundred million. So they need to clear 500 to start being a profitable film. I think it was 250, honestly. I think yeah. it was higher. It's his biggest yeah. movie of all time. So yeah. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll hit that 5-600 million dollar mark over time. Yeah. Let's get into the biggest news of the week and weekend. Sony Pictures announced 
several delays, as well as finally gave Venom 3 a release date, which it did not have yet. We just knew it was coming out in 2024, but we had no release date. So the biggest news, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse has been delayed indefinitely. It may not release until 2025, but right now, it's TBD is its release date. TBD. No one knows, which is crazy news. Madam Web, its release date has been moved to all the way to February 14th, 2024. Venom will be coming out after Madam Web on July 12th, 2024. The Valentine's movie of the century. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Madam Web. Web. Take your girl. Take your boy to go see Madam Web. Venom 3 in July. And then Craven the Hunter. This movie, and on top of the delays it already had, it just got pushed. It was supposed to come out this October. It got pushed all the way to August 2024. Almost an entire calendar year. Craven the Hunter has been pushed by... Sony Pictures to August thirtieth, twenty twenty four. So it might as well be a, it might Basically as well be September. September. Yeah, it, they might as well just say we moved it eleven months. It's like not even the summer anymore. Holy <laughs> crap! Aaron Taylor Johnson's going to be an old man by the time this movie comes out, <laughs> if it ever comes out. A whole year almost pushing your movie. That's crazy. After it's already delayed. Maybe they want to do some reshoots. I think it's I think it's the strike. I think the strike's going. Well, yes, that. But also, I mean, a whole year. Well, well, probably. I mean, the 2024 already has its dates of releases for lots of movies already picked. So this is probably the best spot they had available. It's the best spot. But also, yeah. I think that a lot of studios are projecting that the WGA strike could last for a while, and the SAG strike may not end this year either. So they both yeah. could just go on until 2024. And I think that Sony's just saying, you know what? Let's sacrifice the rest of the year for box office. In terms of not putting our money into using our money next year to market the film, we anticipate the strikes will be over by 2024. Clearly, they think it'll be over by the beginning of 2024. Yeah. So then we can get ready for marketing these three huge, three huge movies for Madam Web, Venom Three, and Craven the Hunter, and then hopefully Spider Man. We can get that out for 2025. It seems like the studios might be just waiting out the fall and winter. That's what it seems see like. What happens? Yeah, it's it seems, what it seems like. Seems likely. There's but a there's holy a, shit. There's another delay of the upcoming film Gran Turismo, which was actually supposed to come out on August 11th. It's now been pushed back only two weeks. To God damn it! August 25th. <laughs> <laughs> How could they? Well, and they, what they're saying it's because of the strike, but I mean a two week difference. I think it's they just want to avoid Barbie and Oppenheimer. I think honestly. so too. I think that's exactly. I it. think they're just using the strike as an excuse because it's like, what's a two week difference? It's like, already the thirtieth, yeah. and they're killing. So they yeah. that's just an excuse because due to the strike, which it's not going to end in We're two weeks. We're pushing it back two weeks. It's like no, they're just they're covering clearly their butts. clearly pushing it back two weeks because they want Barbenheimer to cool off. So if it's it honestly does. the smart move business wise to delay it a couple of weeks because it looks like, I mean, theaters are still, like I said earlier, nearly sold out for Oppenheimer in two weeks. And then word of mouth of Barbie is so strong. I know lots of people that have seen it twice already. So yeah, they're definitely avoiding Barbenheimer. What studio is Gran Turismo? I'm not sure. Is it maybe Paramount? It's also Sony. It's Sony. <laughs> we can see right through you, Sony. <laughs> Why didn't you push it to 2024? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's because of Barbenheimer. It's <laughs> However, the biggest mystery box of movie delays is Denis Villeneuve's Dune Part 2. Now, we got an update on the release date and delay of rumors for this film. And according to IMAX CEO Richard Geffund, 
he has explained why he and Warner Brothers anticipate that Dune Part 2 will not be delayed. Let's go. All right. Let's go, Muad'Dib. <laughs> Lisan Al-Gaib, we, we are staying put. And supposedly going to get five or six weeks by itself in IMAX screens for entire in the entirety of November, basically, when it comes out on the 3rd and then going into December. Let's go. Muad'Dib is staying in 2023, baby. I'm so excited. Yeah, it makes sense because they've put a lot of work into it and have prepared the release. So they've already spent a lot of money preparing its release in IMAX. And because nothing else will be really coming out in the fall, I think Dune 2 will just be dominating for a long time. It'll have a month, basically, to eat up box office on its own. You won't get that again next year. I think that's why they're doing it. So it makes a lot of sense to keep it going. And I think it will do really well. I think it could pull in um, not Barbie numbers, but I think it, I think it will do Oppenheimer numbers for sure. I think this is a great situation for Dune for this film's release because everyone's pulling their movies, pushing them to 2024. And obviously they won't be able to market this film with their stars, with their actors, they won't be able to do red carpets or premieres or press or anything. However, I don't think you have to with this cast. I don't think you need to do press because everyone in it is so goddamn famous already. And the hype for this movie yeah, is the hype, the roof. Yeah, the, the previous film doing really well. So I think that, yes, that there won't be red There could be red carpets, though. Maybe the strikes will end. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. It's all up in the air, honestly. I honestly, I'm, I'm kind of... Wouldn't be surprised if studios start making their own deals with the WGA and with SAG outside of just doing them together. And who knows? Maybe Warner Brothers is having separate talks with WGA and SAG about ending it with them. No. no. Why not? They – it was released the other day that the SAG went to the studios ready to negotiate again, and the studios said no. No, I'm not – exactly. So I'm not talking about the studios as a uh-huh. whole. I'm talking individual studios. Oh, oh so Warner Brothers. So that's, yeah, own. so that's why I said Warner Brothers Maybe. makes a deal by Maybe. themselves. Maybe. Speaking of delays, another film has been delayed, but it's actually going to be premiering at a film festival instead. So Poor Things, Emma Stone's new film with um, Yorgos Lanthimos, will be actually premiering at the Venice Film Festival next month. And then its official release will be Christmas. So not too long of a wait. At least we get to see it this year. And I can't wait. The movie looks excellent. And she looks phenomenal. Obviously, they worked recently on The Favorite together. She fits that tone and world of Yorgos so well. Cannot wait. We got some Star Wars news with Disney+. Plus. There's another Star Wars series going into production and pre-production. Lando is getting his own show. And it's going to be written by Donald Glover and his brother as well. They'll co-write the series together. And director Justin Simeon, who was the director of the Haunted Mansion Project, just left directing duties but the glover brothers are gonna write the show do you think it's because haunted mansion was received so poorly i probably think so yeah have you seen reactions to it? it's been pretty pretty bad Ooh, i've seen some i've seen i I know some people gave it one star on letterboxd seen some reactions it could be that they weren't impressed with the film so they didn't want to trust him with lando because he also didn't he also do the marvel show secret invasion i don't i'm not sure about that never mind i don't think so i can't remember who did secret invasion yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I never <laughs> looked at the Secret Invasion, but I had zero interest. I saw in that it. trailer. <laughs> I was like, good I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Don Glover is a great writer, and his brother actually helps write Atlanta, so they've actually they've worked together a lot. Um, I think it's I think it's it works. It's very suiting that Donald Glover will be spearheading the project. 
because he's going to be playing Lando. And I mean, that's pretty cool. And this is like... People write a show with your yeah. brother for Star Wars. Yeah, it's like an official announcement, basically, that he's going to be in it, too. So that's that's cool. The Saw franchise continues. <laughs> if you didn't think they would stop at 9, don't worry. They're making a 10th. Saw X! I was worried. <laughs> just no, Don't worry, Anthony. <laughs> it just released its first poster, and it goes pretty goddamn hard. It's it is pretty up. messed up. Yeah. There's a guy or a girl. I think it was a guy wearing looks like this a crazy goggle yeah. contraption, and there's with like tubes, tubes coming yeah. out of his eyes. Can I... Can I finish the <laughs> sentence? And the tubes are making an X, and he's screaming or she's screaming in pain, and obviously the X is the title. You think they're throwing some mice in there? That would be fucking horrible. <laughs> I think they're throwing some rats in there. I can't. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm. I'm good. Like the posters scared me enough. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to watch some hamsters crawl up some tubes <laughs> and eat some dude's eyeballs. Okay. The eyeball shots and talk to me were enough for me to get queasy. Yeah, you're a squirming. Oh man, that's the, the eyeball thing. Uh, there was an eye. Yeah, the eyeball shot. I liked ugh, it. I can't even think about. I was it right like, now. I was just chilling. Yeah, I saw you. You were just like <laughs> hands crossed. Like, oh, it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, I was, my God. I, I was literally like laid back in the chair, just like chilling. I swear, you're like, <laughs> you have no emotions. You're like Dennis Reynolds when he like gets married. I'm just saying. No, I'm don't to have Maureen Ponderosa, and he's telling Mac like I have feelings again. Like I haven't had these since I was like in high school. And Mac's like, you don't feel anything. Remember feelings? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting them again. I think it's because we got married. No. I, have, I have feelings every day, Dennis. No, it's just I don't get scared. I feel things all the time. I just don't get scared. I have I cry at movies. I cried at Barbie. Okay, I teared up. I just don't get scared. It's it's hard to scare me. Is True. all. It's true. Okay, I'll give you that. I, have, <laughs> I am a <laughs> kid. This guy. I teared up in Barbie. It's true. You cried for an hour after Fruitvale Station. I've seen it. It's just, uh, it's hard to get me with a scare. It's, it's hard. To, it's hard to get him. He's watched so much <laughs> fucked up stuff. He's been so desensitized by Hollywood and foreign films that you can show this guy anything well, on camera. Talk to me was cute <laughs> compared to that stuff. I, dude, I was Compared to dude, stuff I've seen, it's, it's, it was nice. I thought Talk to me was pretty messed up. No, it had some in, good moments. In a great way. It had some good moments. I, uh, I liked it. I, him, I, I'm going to change the things that are going in my mind, which are thinking of the shots from Talk to me that freaked me out. <laughs> Moving on to Jaws. What is this, Anthony? Jaws, Jaws is going to be on Broadway. Is there? Are they going to cast a shark? Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone have a huge water tank with a real shark? <laughs> <laughs> that won't be a problem at all. Like put like some. It's like Ace Ventura. <laughs> they could put someone in just like a big shark costume. <laughs> Remember the sharks in Ace Ventura. It's so funny because <laughs> <laughs> he's over a tank and he thinks it's a dolphin in the tank, and then it's a it's shark. Fluffy. It's a great white. Is it, no, is it, what's the dolphin's name? Something like that. Something, yeah. Um, and then <laughs> he gets attacked by a shark, but he's being like ravaged by a shark. But he doesn't get out. He's got. He's not hurt at all afterwards. He just shows up and his his clothes are torn up. It's so funny, but it doesn't make sense that there's like no blood or anything. Snowflake. Snowflake. Snowflake's a dolphin. Snowflake's a dolphin. Snowflake the dolphin. Uh, go to movie. Go to movie. Do not go in there. <laughs> Woo! Here's Snowflake. Here's Snowflake. I love when they leave and he's like upset that the toilet did that to him. <laughs> what did you say? Thank goodness I wasn't going number two. <laughs> Right, may have been decapitated or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Wait, no, no, he says, thank goodness I wasn't drinking out of the toilet or else I could have been decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a fancy party. It's so yeah. funny. It's so funny. Oh my oh god. My. What, what a, what a movie. movie. So much. But the Jaws Broadway show is actually about the, the production. 
Oh, okay. So the the, the show is called The Shark is Broken, and it's actually written and produced by Robert Shaw's son, who's like uh, overseeing it. Very cool. It did. It's it's actually been playing in Europe and got great reviews. And then it's so it's about like the personalities involved in the production, the actors, Spielberg, and the set and everything. So it actually seems like a great idea for if you're going to adapt it for Broadway for the stage, going out of like the movie but making it about the actual process of filming. Sounds like a lot of fun. It's really clever. I really love movies and shows or anything about a production of a movie, especially a famous one. I think it's awesome. It's a cool idea. Chris Pine is making his directorial debut, and the first images from production just got released online from behind the scenes. It's called Pool Man. He's got a huge beard, super long hair, and he's basically going to play kind of a self-proclaimed P.I., just kind of investigate some things that are going on, basically. It's like Chinatown. It's going to be about a water cover-up by, by the government. <laughs> so it's like a Chinatown comedy, it seems like. Great idea. Speaking of Secret Invasion, <laughs> it has ended with an incredibly lackluster finale, making a common trend with recent Marvel shows. The final episode of Secret Invasion is the lowest-rated project in the entire MCU. I believe it's like 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus Christ. It's supposed to Did be. Did you see clips of it? Saw I, some, saw saw some photos. I, saw I saw some clips and it was like, oh, I thought this was like uh, supposed to be different. <laughs> I saw the first two-minute clip that they released with Martin Freeman like weeks ago when they dropped and I'm like, uh-huh, not for me. Show's not for me. Yeah, I watched um, a clip with uh, Ben Mendelsohn and Sam Jackson on a train talking and I was like, what? But like the person who posted it said, this is the greatest scene I've ever seen in my life and they were serious. That's pretty sad. And I was like, this is just like the most mediocre scene I've ever seen. The writing's just very, yeah. very lukewarm. The, the and then I just, saw the Olivia, Olivia Coleman scene with Sam L. Jackson. I saw uh -huh. one of their scenes, and I was like, who wrote this? And these these A-listers, super phenomenal, talented, all-time actors, are doing their best to just get through this dialogue. You can tell. Well, I mean, they, they got the bag, bro. They got that bag. <laughs> they got that I'm bag. I'm not saying they didn't get paid. I'm saying they're, they're just thinking of the bag where they yeah. get through the dialogue. <laughs> Olivia Coleman's like, bank account, bank account. New house. New house. <laughs> Countryside house. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think that Marvel, I mean, obviously Bob Iger said that they're going to pursue less projects for TV, so it seems like this might be the last the last hurrah for Marvel TV shows, maybe. Except for Loki, which comes out um, later this year. I think that might be it. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, this was their least, there was, it was their lowest. Some people like them. It was the lowest performing of the, all of their series, this was. I think people are tired of them. Yeah. They're not giving people reason. They're not giving people a reason to watch their shows. Yeah, and that's the problem. They're not. I don't care if they're t if they're at eight shows a year. Sure, fine. If they're great, then yeah. it's worth watching yeah, yeah, and yeah, checking yeah. them out. Yeah. But if you're not giving people a reason to watch, it's like, why, do they, why should yeah. they exist? I tried a couple, and I was not very impressed. So I was like, I'm not gonna keep watching them if they haven't impressed me yet. See, WandaVision was like peak for me for the series yeah. that's about it but yeah. but that's pretty much all the news for not much, not much movie and tv recently so episodes this week we have a huge crossover dropping tomorrow with the real talk podcast the boys over at real talk great friends of the show and i'm sure you all know a bunch of them george seth tyler and cam they all have huge followings on tiktok and instagram and their their podcast has been booming since they started it at the end of last year, I think they started, or early this the year. The podcast, they yeah. started a year ago. Yeah, so they've been killing it, and they're doing terrific, and their show is excellent. And tomorrow, we're both doing a crossover where the episode is the same exact episode posting on our podcast as well as posting on the Real Talk podcast. We would love for both audiences to get 
interested and discover the other shows. And it was a lot of fun to chat. And we did the best movies of 2023 so far rankings. It was an interesting. Everybody's list was pretty different. Pretty solid. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So and that was an excellent. It was funny because uh, you asked for everyone's like to send a headshot in yesterday. And I sent you a, a headshot of Ryan Gosling for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting on them too. I, I got to make a graphic, guys. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this Real Talk, boys, send me a fucking photo of your face. <laughs> Trying to make some edits. <laughs> Going to make a thumbnail. Anyways, they're great guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. And then Thursday we're doing what do we got? Matrix from memory. Oh yeah, the movies Matrix from, from memory. memory. Yeah. The Matrix. I forgot we did that yeah, one. Yeah, we haven't we we haven't done one of those in a while. It was, good it was actually really funny. Did you edit it? Not yet. <laughs> you better get on that. Those ones. It's fucking Saturday. I got time. I got time. I got time. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Raiders of Lost podcast. Thanks so much for supporting the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast, as well as those five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple have been so beneficial for us getting discovered by new listeners on the platforms, and we've been ranking on Spotify, which is so exciting. Oh, yeah. So thanks for everyone who's been blowing up the show and listening to that. Oppenheimer has been killing it. That episode's demolishing. It's our biggest episode of the year so now? far. I don't even know, man. But thank you so much for the support, everybody. Take care, and have a wonderful week. See you next time. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button as well, notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.